Mike, what are we talking about on today's episode of Moving the Goalposts? Today, we discuss the Patriots losing the season opener to the Dolphins and take a look around the NFL for week one action. We also try and improve on last week. We got some of the picks right, some of the picks wrong. We got our 14 parlay. 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 14 parlay that we're going to reveal for week two. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, and tell a friend. Moving the goalposts wherever you listen. There is a block and touchdown pass. Aguilar from the rookie, Matt Jones, his first NFL touchdown pass. You ready? 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 One, two, three, four! up everybody welcome to moving the goalpost new england's podcast that you listen to I-, I can't do number one podcast anymore one of many they did the uh what did they do the the market channel research stuff the other week mm-hmm. and uh unfortunately we didn't even make it into the top five so i don't i don't think i can say new england's number one sports podcast anymore i don't blame us i blame the listeners for that honestly. i was just about to say that's on you guys that's that's on you guys we're gonna put out good content if People don't want to listen to it. That's on them. But uh, we're, we're at Eminem land. I would side the top five, obviously. You know, hey, we got 1% of an audience in Israel. Maybe it's one of my cousins World, that I don't worldwide. know of. We're yeah. worldwide. All right. But uh, we want to welcome you guys into moving the goalposts. Of course, I'm your host, Nick Mara at Nick Mara 94. Welcome my co-host, Mike Masala. Mike, where can the listeners reach you at? Find me on Twitter at Mike underscore Masala or on Instagram at Mike Masala NFL. Producer extraordinaire, Andrew Meehan. How you doing today? I'm doing okay. Where can they get you on the Twitter machine? Meehan underscore 83 as always. I have no idea what's going on with my hands today, but it's like a Ricky Bobby situation right now. (laughs) I don't know what to do with my hands. Week one. Let's talk Pats. Let's talk Mac. Let's talk how... The very first pass attempt in his career, he threw it backwards because he doesn't know what a backwards pass is going to result in. I mean, come on, growing pains. That's the only time that like we saw a rookie in Mac Jones. It kind of was. I'll be honest with you. I was glad we got it out of the way, and I was glad that we recovered the fumble because after yeah. That was the only thing that I wanted to say because I texted you guys yesterday. And I was like, oh, I get to be negative. Nick. I hope that was I was going to say I was like, is that the only thing he's going to be negative about? Because there's really not much to be negative. about. The only other thing that I would say I would have liked out of the performance was I, th- I think throwing into the flat, throwing outside the numbers, but short distances. It seems like a little bit of a floater to me. If you could get a little bit more zip on the ball, I'll feel a lot more comfortable, but. That'll probably come just those throws. I mean, like other throws that he had, he had some pretty good zip on it. Yeah. Like over the stuff over the middle. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Those ones in particular. Yeah. 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 Anyway, what did you guys think? Masala break down week one for us. 
what uh, what are we thinking as far as this team's potential, this team's uh, season, the outlook? They have the Jets next week, but I want to know what you think about how they played week one. Yeah, I think we're all disappointed with the result of it. It was a, a winnable, very winnable game, uh, and turnovers obviously killed them at the end of the day. Uh, but there's a lot to be excited about after this game. Like Harris went, ran well a majority of the game. Uh, you got something from Nelson Aguilar who showed absolutely nothing in the preseason. I think Mac Jones looked pretty damn good for being a rookie in his first game after really not getting any reps with uh, first first team guys in games in the preseason. So it's like I, I was I was pretty surprised and 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 I'm feeling pretty positive about the win about the loss today and the fact that they have a a I think they have like a legitimate quarterback and it's one game obviously there's not like much you can't take a full career into the consideration after one game but I mean you, he did pretty much all you could ask of him minus the uh throwing the ball backwards I guess I guess I will have to concede that point I mean I I, I just want to say his first pass attempt in the NFL was <laughs> the type of play that you would see out of someone who's not ready to play an NFL game. That's why I'm happy that he was able to bounce back from it. And his performance was really good. He was accurate with lots of his passes. I mean, that James white dime down the sideline was beautiful. Cam Newton make that pass. I don't think so. Uh, Skip Bayless says that Cam Newton could have scored more than 16 points that game. That's what he, that's what that was his take after the game. Well, it's debatable. (laughs) The goal, the, the red zone offense did struggle. Like, Cam was moving them down the field, but then once they got really inside the 30, inside the 20, things kind of stalled. And I don't think Cam Newton's offense in the red zone was awful last year. It was kind of outside the 20s where he just couldn't move the ball at all. Right? Well, they were just like a one-trick pony last season. It was right. Cam, Cam was probably going to run it in. And right. eventually that's going to get stopped. We saw that. I think it was – was it the Seattle game where he got stopped the second yep. time? Yeah. And I think – I think at that point, that being that early in the season, right play call, poor design. Everybody yeah. and their cousin knew who was watching that game knew that Cam was going to get the ball. Empty backfield. I mean, what do you, what do you expect? Mm-hmm. Good, good choice. Though. I mean, who? I mean, who else are you going to give the ball to to run it up? But just a poor, poor, poor design. Masala, you mentioned how this was like the first time we actually got an opportunity to look at Jones against first team defenders for an extended period of time. The Miami defense is good. Mm-hmm. Like going into the game, I think we, me and we talked on our last MM football show about how Miami's defense was a little underrated. I think maybe their front seven isn't as good as their their secondary, but they got playmakers that do more than just intercept balls. And that, that's kind of what I thought Xavier Howard was. So I'll say I got that one wrong. Good on them for locking that guy up because he makes plays and kind of could have used a play from the New England secondary at points during yesterday's game that we didn't get. Um, but me and what, what, uh, what did you think about Jones's performance week one? Well, this is from uh, Boston sports info on Twitter, Mac Jones, the highest completion percentage of any rookie quarterback making their first NFL start in NFL history, minimum of 25 pass attempts. He was 29 for 39, 10 in completions. He had what, like 281 yards. Uh, his first touchdown pass to Nelson Aguilar, by the way, like out of nowhere, Nelson had a pretty good day. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine with that. It's the number 15. He's, he's there, right? It's really what it's, it is. It's the number change. It's the number change. So he I was, wonder what's he, he going to do in for Oakland. And now he's going to be sick in New England because he gets to wear number 15. 
what so is number one going to do anything for Nikhil Harry? But that's besides the point. Um, Mac Jones is pro ready. He, I think out of all the rookie quarterbacks we saw yesterday, he's probably the most pro ready. And that could be the situation, the coach, the system that he's in to, you know, anybody's defense who, wanna, who wants to argue that. But I think you're, you were in this game more with, Cam, uh, with uh, Mac Jones than you would have been with Cam Newton. I think you have more to work with. You're back in your style offense. McDaniel's probably had a big say in this. It just sucks that this team couldn't, you know, kind of rally around him. And right. like the, the only rookie thing we saw was that fumble. I'll take yeah. it. Oh my God. We could have easily lost that, that game because of a Mac, you know, a bunch of Mac Jones rookie mistakes, seven different penalties. I think the refs were kind of fishing for those a little bit, especially the holding ones, but I'm not at all. I'm, I'm not at all upset with the yesterday. I'm not surprised that they lost. Yeah. I think the one thing I was most impressed with was his ability to stand in the pocket with pressure in his face. Oh my still God. Yeah. The hits throws. that he was taking. Oh yeah. He was in. They say they asked about it after the game uh, if he was feeling sore. And obviously, his his post game press conference and even the way he was acting on the sidelines, it's uh, it's very boner time. Yeah, like it, 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 I I think I tweeted, this guy's crazy, and I'm here for it. Like I'm here for him going on the sideline, throwing a touchdown pass, and going on the sideline and being and not, real deep. He's just so, was it not cool to just? This is our, especially for us as an age group, as a generation, like this, this was probably them back with, you know, Bledsoe in the nineties and all that stuff. I'm not comparing Stop him. Stop doing this to Why? Me. <laughs> He's not a, but, but no, but like, do you get what I'm saying? Like fresh quarterback, first round draft pick to see him just sit on the bench and just soak it all in. Mm-hmm. That was so cool. Like we didn't get like, we're too young to remember that with Brady. I actually think that him playing his first NFL game at home made a huge difference. And the fact that this is the first time fans have been at Gillette stadium in two years yeah. for a regular season game, like you could tell there was an energy to him. I was, was listening to, um, uh, zone beetle in the morning though. And they were saying that there were some problems with people getting into the stadium early on. So if it was kind of like a quiet or late arriving crowd, that was probably part of the reason. Yeah, here's the thing. Download your ticket sooner and take a picture of it. I agree. Why, like, I'm so, like, maybe for people that are not too tech savvy, maybe that's just the younger side of us talking. But download the friggin' thing before, like, if you're if you're trying to download it and log in and do all that crap while you're in line, big mistake. Yeah, I, it's no different than you buying a ticket and printing it out at home. To be to be completely honest with you, I think we've gotten to the point in society where everybody it's expected that everybody has a smartphone. Yeah, yeah, and if you don't, then we don't want you in the stadium because there's probably something wrong with you. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you can still scan a barcode on a ticket. You can still scan that. So I don't know. Maybe like if, unless they've changed that, I don't know. They That doesn't make any sense to me. I know it's probably because of COVID. That's why they're making everything digital. Well, but of course, because that's why they're going all debit cards, all credit cards, no cash. Well, or anything. I, I actually thought it was because, or I was thinking it was because you can save money, but. Well, that, well, that too, like, it's not, it's not like that at Fenway. Fenway, you can use cash. Yeah. What's that going to do for the guys going up and down the aisles with beers? It's uh, a good question. But like, yeah, the crowd did seem a little uh, damp but at the se- times. But the second half, I thought that things definitely picked up. And it really, yeah. it, it really, to me, I would say this was the type of game where if somebody else was the quarterback, if we had a veteran quarterback, I would feel comfortable in saying that Belichick managed this game so that he could see what was going to happen in the first half and have a plan already and how to counter in the second half. Because I thought the Patriots in the second half, outside of that Damian Harris fumble, 
really were the better team on both sides of the ball. Man, yes and no. I mean, I think you still saw, I, I mean, the defense is kind of what shocked me the most yesterday. Both, both first drives for Miami out of the gate in the first and the second half, just right down and score. I mean, this is a, this is a front seven that should not have any difficulty against the run. And they had some difficulty against the run. And you saw some things from your secondary. You got lucky on that waddle, uh, that waddle drop. I don't know how the hell he dropped that. I know. My God. But um, Mills looks like he's struggling. J.C. Jackson at times looked like he was struggling. They were. Did you see how far back the safeties were? Play, the safeties, the DBs were playing. Yeah, they were way off the corners. They killed us on slants yesterday. That's not good. That's not good. Now, now we have a little bit of a question mark on our front seven, and we still have that question mark on, on, uh, on our secondary. Oh no! I ho- I hope I hope Gilmore is resting. I hope he's I hope he's healthy by the time he gets back. Oh, I already have the tweet drafted. Uh, this team could use Stefan Gilmore. I'm not going to pull the trigger yet, but I guess I got five weeks to do it. Or Where's six this kid from the Ravens that we that we picked up? Just are we going to like show him? There were a lot of guys that were a little non-existent yesterday. It took a while for uh, Hunter Henry to get involved. It took a while for Kendrick Bourne to get involved. Um, I didn't even know that Bourne was active until he was shown on the screen for like two seconds. And then all, all of a sudden he's catching balls and, and well, going he, had a, he had a nice, he had a nice catch. And then we had a holding call. Yeah. Those refs were fishing for him a little bit too much yesterday. Okay. Offensive line. What's going on with Trent Brown? Calf that killed the run game. I can tell you that. Yeah. He left after the first, uh, the, uh, first drive and it, it wasn't good from there on out. Justin Haran came in and I mean, he was like a seventh round pick last year and he came in and he was okay at points last year and he was bad in this game. He got replaced by the kid that they traded for like two weeks ago, who was like a third string uh, offensive lineman with the chiefs. And now he's thrown into a uh, starting scenario here. It's they are an injury away from everything crumbling on that offensive line. And there were some questions like I did see some people on Twitter asking like why you wouldn't move a back to right tackle and like Ted Karras at left guard makes it a little bit easier. I, I don't know. Like there, there are definitely some questions there, but I do think like, I don't know. It's just like the depth isn't there for the tackle spots yet. And they were without Kajust who was kind of like their backup in preseason and he was inactive heading into this game. So their, their, their depth uh, at tackle is definitely suspect at best. And if Trent Brown is going to be what he was last year and miss a ton of games, and um, even when he was in there, like you're not all that great, like it could be that could be an issue that we didn't really see coming. That was supposed to be the, the great part of the offense was the offensive line and the running backs. Yeah, it was supposed to be one of the strengths of the team. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to end up, it could potentially turn into one of the weaknesses of the team. Right. I, I hope that's not the, the situation. I mean, I agree with you. I think the move definitely would have been to kick Oeno out into the uh, the tackle position and then kick Harris into the inside because that's kind of what he was doing for his entire Patriots career until he had to sub in for David Andrews at center for an entire season. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't going to lose that much. I don't think in my opinion, by putting Karras in compared to putting in Haran and the other jack wagon that they had and to be, you know what, to be fair, they did pretty well. They did pretty well, but you were 100% right in saying they are one more injury away from everything crumbling because 
I don't trust that Trent Brown's really going to be healthy this season. Even if this is just sort of like uh, he's on the injury port report and misses practices limited, that type of stuff. Like it's going to be a lingering issue. That's almost worse to me than if something actually happened and you knew he's going to be out for four to six weeks, but then he's going to come back and you'll be able to make a run. Right. And you always have the possibility of Isaiah Wynn going down because he's that's happened for him like his first three seasons too. So yeah, they they should have invested more in the depth. And over the last couple of seasons, we've seen them. Oh, like they brought in Jermaine Illuminor and Corey Cunningham and all these guys who just they're just not good. And like you maybe you need to address that in the draft, like draft a, a tackle in the mid rounds instead of waiting till the sixth and seventh to grab these guys because you, you see how often these these injuries happen. Makai Becton with the Jets. We're playing them next week. He's they just announced he's going to be out four to six weeks. That's your starting left tackle, the guy who's protecting your new newly anointed franchise quarterback. One also, injury in one week. Also, Done. if we're if we're talking about you know a little preview in next week or something like that, uh, the guy who's going to be protecting, I think, the most impactful player on the defense for the Patriots, Matt Judon, against a, a left tackle that has next to no experience in the NFL protecting Zach Wilson. Did you guys see Matt Judon level to a? On that interception, yeah. split him in half. I tweeted that. Was... that uh, I, I forget. I tweeted at someone, but I like thought of that. Um, yeah, he tweeted I thought it at me. I didn't get it until three hours later, though. Uh, that was on me. I no, wasn't but, looking at my. I phone. hope you got the reference. It was uh, a reference to uh, Jesus. What's the What's the Adam Sandler movie? Well, it's two. It's two movies, but made twice. Uh, the longest yard. I think I made. I think he made him shit himself. <laughs> I like. I think Tua like probably like saw it. It was like a deer in the headlights. Oh my God! Did you not level him? That was it, that it was, was crazy. Yeah, it gave me real WWE vibes. Like I, I just like Edge coming out of nowhere in like the early two thousands. The classic Goldberg spear. <laughs> yeah, I like thought it, we were it, gonna get some bull flag on that too. I was like, oh, I'll watch. They're gonna get some rough in the. I passer. really did. Nope. I really didn't think that. I, I right? said the landing right? landing on him. They're gonna call that because they called that on Clay Matthews it was last year, the year before, like a thousand times. So yep. I actually thought that they were gonna throw a flag for an illegal, or I was calling for a flag for an illegal block in the back because it did appear as though whoever was coming off of the right side of the defense had a lane to Tua and their left tackle or their guard just went boom and the guy went right down and they missed it. But they missed a lot. The officiating was not great. I don't think it was the reason for the loss. No, no, definitely not the reason for the loss, but it didn't, it certainly didn't help. It's, it's the whole, you know how, you know how many holding calls there could be in the NFL. Every play. Exactly. Every play. Those are the ones that you fish for a little too, too much. Like I thought the uh, block in the back on, I forget who it was. I, I think it was uh, Shaq Mason. Obvious. Mm-hmm. They like, they were stupid. Do you want to be in that Patriots film room today? I don't No. I don't. If I'm Damian Harris, I don't know if I'm Shaq Mason. I don't know if like the list goes on and on stupid, stupid football penalties. Mm-hmm. Did they show what uh, Judon got the, uh, on sports conduct or unnecessary roughness, whatever it was. Nope. When he went, went to the sideline, I, yeah. I didn't see, see th- it. And those two as a broadcast, why don't you show that? It's a little odd to me that Judon ends up on another team's bench and then we get that call. Yeah. It's a little odd to me. As a broadcast, why don't you replay that? Right. It would seem like there's something there that you would want to show the audience. Like They something did, you they did the on. same thing. Remember um, two years ago? 2019 against uh, when uh, Casey was in Foxborough and freaking uh, Tyree kill. No, I don't think it was Tyree. It was um, 
this is when we lost to uh, Kansas City and uh, in Mahomes. Like freaking Gilmore got leveled and pushed like five yards out of bounds by Watkins, and the play was like on the opposite side of the field. Oh wow, no, I don't remember that. Or like on the opposite sideline, and it was just like again they showed that. So why don't you show probably what was the same thing that happened? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it, that's what sucks is you get that flag and then you can't see what actually happened. I want to talk about the running game. And what do we do about the backs if they continue to fumble? I don't know. You want to hear Harris's comments first? Yeah. All right. Let's go to let's go to Damian Harris and see what he had to say. This team, um, we just got to be better. Um, a lot of a lot of tough situations that that came up. Obviously, the fumble at the end of the game was you know the one of the hardest ones to overcome. But um, it's part of the game. And like I said, um, I'm not going to let this mistake define me. Um, you know, there's time to move forward um got another challenge uh this upcoming week so time to focus on that and again that's uh that's from NBC sports boston on twitter i, I thought un- uncharacteristic of harris i don't know he's he's been a lead back for 10 games 12 games and it's a good look it was a good fumble by it was a good uh play by howard i mean can't discredit the defense for that but i, I just it makes me nervous it makes me nervous yeah. because that's the type of th- problem that you you think you can out coach or you can coach out of somebody but how much of the explosiveness and the aggression is that going to take away from his game because if we're just going to turn him into ben jarvis green ellis i mean i'm not saying that's a bad thing the guy rushed for a thousand yards in the system but you're not going to get that dynamic play out of him like you can get out of Damian Harris like you got out of Damian Harris with the first play of the game I mean I like what Masala said apparently uh what was this on your Twitter where people were like blowing up Damian Harris's Instagram yeah so I just like took a look at his Instagram just to see if he had posted anything after the game or anything um and the most recent post was from the day prior and he he was just getting killed like hundreds and hundreds of people you suck like like you sold out I, I was just waiting for like crazy things to come and the it, it was threats. just, oh, yeah. Oh, like I wanted to see, like, are we really that crazy? It's just the dude ran for a hundred yards. He carried the ball. What? Like 23 times. He's, yeah, he's no Stephen times. Yeah. I, I just, I don't see this as a problem yet. And, and it's like, it's only one week. Like if this happens game week two, week three, if, if we get to the end of the season, the dude has, 14 fumbles like that that's where it's going to be a problem and I, I'm just not ready to get there yet now Stevenson fumbling on like his first carry his only carry <laughs> he, he fumbled he fumbled on his first carry. no that wasn't his only carry he had mm-hmm. one catch and one and one carry that was oh it. the first okay I, so I don't, I I don't remember which a... one it was that he fumbled on but basically one of his first opportunities to touch the ball he, he you're gonna be on his Belich- first carry in uh, Oklahoma you're gonna be in Day? Belichick's doghouse now so he's not going to be in uniform on Sunday, I would say. I think they're going to go J.J. Taylor. You think I so? I would. I think so. Yeah, I think give J.J. Taylor a looks until he uh, can't hold on to the ball. J- Taylor should already be in. I don't know why he isn't. But I, I think get Taylor Brandon provides Bolden a little in. bit more. I'm not here for Bolden slander, but uh, J.J. Oh. Taylor, I think, provides a little bit more than, than Stevenson does. He's, he's just more versatile. Um, I agree. I, I would rather have him in, in that role and – so yeah. you, you bring Stevenson along like I, and it's not like I want to this one instance of him fumbling is going to ruin him for forever. Like, I don't think that's the case. I think you, you put him in the doghouse, show him that that 
again, not acceptable. And you, you bring him back out and I, I don't, I don't even know if he'll be missing next week, but you don't let him play like right away. I, think, I mean, I, I, I think, think they're both, whole, I think they're both handling it very well. I mean, especially Harris, it's like, it's one mistake. I mean, we're early can't happen again. I mean, it's, he's not dwelling on it too much. Like Ivan fears has got some work to do this week. And I, and I mean that in terms of like boss, like ball security. There's lots to work on with this team, and it's all positive improvement. But yeah, ball security is number one on that friggin' list this week. Oh, and he he was saying how much he needed to learn all training camp, and we all kind of just put it off as like this is he. It's just his way of not letting him get too high up after having you know, like pr- like really solid games in preseason. Obviously, led the league in in yards and touchdowns, which again against third team guys, like it doesn't really matter. Um, so so maybe that should have been taken uh, a little bit more seriously. And Sony Michelle with uh, all three three snaps that he played last night with the Rams, um, would probably switched. really use really use that trade. Switched to number twenty five out of nowhere. Yeah, he did that uh, in like uh, right after he got there, I think. Well, no, didn't he originally switch to fourteen? Uh, I'm almost certain he. he I came remember out and he said he was going to be an. Ugly I think it was, was always 25. No, he I think there. when he went there originally, he was going to be a real ugly number and he caught some backlash. For, I don't know if he caught backlash for it, but I remember people saying like how disgusting that is. All of a sudden I see him on the screen running around on the field wearing number 25. Yeah. I'm like, huh. His thought? first Instagram post, I don't know if you can see it because obviously cameras, but uh, 14. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. I, I do remember him changing his number. I thought it was a 25 originally. Strange, strange things. Maybe somebody else got cut or something. It, it would have to, to be something number. like that, yeah. When it becomes available, I mean, gain gainwell for for uh, the Eagles yeah. was wearing fourteen, and I was like, I hate this. I hate this rule already. You know what though? If he gets in the end zone like he was working working the field, working inside the line, oh, he had a good game. He had a good I, game. That I gainwell, like gainwell fella, little 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 underrated guy. Little the, underrated. Uh, as far as like the defense goes. That was my concern, and obviously everybody had like the same thoughts with Stefan Gilmore not being there. Um, there was the fact that they were throwing so many of those quick slants over and over, and nobody was pressing. That was something I could see being fixed by one addition of Gilmore. You feel more comfortable. You're not going to get beat every every single time if um, they they run like a double move on you or something. But there was like a stat that I saw. With the difference between Tua versus uh, with less than two and a half seconds or more than two and a half seconds to throw, basically when he was getting the ball out quickly, when he was getting the ball out quickly, he had a one twenty seven point three passer rating, twelve of sixteen, uh, with more than two and a half seconds. So when he was holding onto the ball a little longer, letting plays develop, he had a ten passer rating, four wow. of eleven. So it's like he was getting off those quick passes, and you're not going to give your pass rush time to get there. And that's what I was worried about. I think this season. I know we talked about like we're all, we're all pretty high on the front seven, but I I was just I'm I'm very scared that when you have Joan Williams playing solid reps, when you have Jalen Mills, and credit to Jalen Mills, he knocked that one ball away in the end zone. But I, I just I don't really buy into it. I was talking with a, I had a friend over yesterday. We were watching the game, and he was like, "Are you ready to pay J.C. Jackson?" Like coming up this offseason, I was like, no. Yes, like I, I want to see him do it this season as the number one cornerback because he hasn't shown that yet. I'm scared. But you know, but you know somebody's gonna give him like 12 million dollars. Oh, yes. Somebody is. I'm like, I'm not willing to to go up to what other teams are. And I that, probably that's pretty- I probably wouldn't go past 
eight and a half, nine. I'd like to keep him in single digits out of the I teens. Would, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets like 15 or 16. Yeah, that's a that's a lot. A lot of more last night. Got 20 million. And he broke a, broke his thumb signing the signing the contract. <laughs> Five years, a hundred million dollars. Next next tweet. He's having surgery. He's gonna probably miss a couple weeks. So we're confident with Mac Jones, though. Oh, absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna have a legit football season. I know last last year we kind of said the same thing after week one and didn't necessarily work out that way. So New England's gonna have a very very difficult schedule down the stretch, and uh, I think that's when it's really gonna become nut cutting time for Jones. He's gonna have a soft landing in the beginning of the seasons, and it'll probably work to his advantage. But um, my final opinion on Jones after one week is much like you said, Mike, it's the way he acted. It's the his body language. It's how he answered questions, how he carried himself. That to me is the, the type of leader really that the new England offense benefits from because it keeps everybody in line. It keeps mm-hmm. everybody focused. I don't know if we've got sound or anything from, from his press conference afterwards. Oh, we do. Uh-huh. Oh, we do. After that first touchdown, um, your teammates were trying to give you the, the ball. Uh, why, why wouldn't you take it? Because, I mean, that doesn't really matter. It was, you know, one touchdown. We got to score more. And, I, like, a lot of people think that that's, like, the Patriots kind of telling Jones to do that. I'm sure he was probably like this under Nick Saban in Alabama. That's I'm fine with that attitude. I don't care. Like, he, like he's, don't get me wrong. He was probably excited. He soaked it all in. Like, did he win that game with just that one touchdown? No. Is it getting him to the playoffs? No. Is it going to go back and watch? I forget which America's game documentary it is, but I think it's the third one with Teddy Bruschi. He's talking like that's, that's just always been like the Patriot way, obviously. Like, you know, are we Super Bowl champions with that one game? No. It's nice, but keep going. Keep that. It's just having a constant chip on your shoulder. Type right. Thing. Right. It I'm, did. It, I did remind me, though, of the Edelman to Brady back to Edelman, like to Amendola or whoever it was. And then the spike, like that was coming off the field, running all over to the Patriots sideline at Gillette. Like that was the image that was in my mind. And I thought that was kind of cool. That'll yeah. be, that'll be me waxing poetic about Mac Jones. That's it. Mm, uh, Mar- Mara colon uh, Mac Jones is Brady. That's what I just read in the headline. Oh my God. I just saw something <laughs> freaking Portnoy's, te- you know, tweeting Mac Jones is the next break. Like, can we stop? Oh, can we stop? I'm starting. I'm starting to not be able to take Dave very seriously with his Patriots analysis. My God, the <laughs> guy starting... was si- the guy was silent for a whole freaking year. Now he wants to talk. Well, COVID, right? Oh my God, Dave Portnoy, professional d bag. What do we think about uh, about the state of the league, though? Let's go around some of these other games. Obviously, we uh, we had ourselves a little bit of a barn burner. Out in why is Megan Fox ten, trending on Twitter? Probably because Machine Gun Kelly and oh uh, yeah, that's right, Conor McGregor. Did you see that? Yeah. Do you know the background in it? No, but like Conor I... McGregor wanted to take a picture with Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly said no, so Conor McGregor threw his drink at him. <laughs> par, I mean, I, I'm fine course. with that. I hate Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> Let's start off Thursday night, Dallas at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay comes away with a 31-29 win. Any thoughts on Bucks Cowboys? 
two of the best offenses in the league and the Bucks defense is all is just as good as their offense. It's it's going to be very uh not fun around here, especially if Rob Gronkowski is Gronk again. Yeah, I mean I can't think of when's the last time we got a season opener like that? Last year, Maybe what was it? New England, Kansas City. Yeah, 2017. Even though, even that though we even lost, turned, that even... turned into like a blowout, didn't it? Was it the season opener when we played Houston? Was that the season opener or was that just so. week one? That was probably just week one. I think, yeah, with the Cooks and on the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that was an exciting game. I mean, I think... <laughs> I want to talk about the refs being involved. Um, I thought there were a lot of... On both sides of the ball, on both on both teams, I thought there were a lot of penalties. But... um. Yeah, I mean those are those are two of the best wide receiver cores that the Patriots have to play, by the way, um, in the league. And Dak looks like Dak looked better than Brady at points. I thought people want to talk about Brady being surgical. My God, Dak! I thought Dak Prescott was the best player on the field that night. Whoa, comeback player of the year. Yep. Lock it in easily. Steelers doing us a huge favor by taking down the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo too, twenty three to sixteen. I think uh, Ben Roethlisberger is going to get way too much credit in Pittsburgh for leading the team and, and doing whatever it takes to win what he's done. Like he can't, he can't play anymore. He can't, he was fortunate that the defense is unreal and Buffalo's offense struggled and they were able to, I mean, I'll give them credit for the win, but it's not like they, the Steelers don't scare me. The bills kind of still do. Yeah. That's, that's it, what it, I would say about that game. You're right. It was pretty much like all Steelers defense and, and Buffalo making those small mistakes. We were talking before we started recording uh, about Josh Allen getting his contract and like some of those moments you saw in this game, it didn't result in turnovers, but like there were just a couple moments where I was like, what are you doing? Like, is this guy who plays quarterback? It looked like the old who... Josh Allen. Right. You saw, you saw a little bit of that and, and you had one really good season, one pretty good season and one really bad season. So like, you don't really know what Josh Allen is yet, and you already paid him $40 million a year. Mm. Love that take, too. <laughs> Franchise quarterback, my ass. The Eagles doing everybody else a huge favor. At plus three and a half underdogs, kicking the shit out of the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Masala, did you jump on this one for your beloved Falcons? No, I'm finally out on the Falcons. It took, oh. it took all this time. Maybe it was Julio Jones. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I just don't think they have enough, and their defenses continues to be terrible. Uh, just all, all over the place that 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 could be another team where they finish top like bottom three again getting for a top three pick yeah i guess it's a good thing they use their top five pick top six pick this year on a tight end on a tight end who was getting coverage from uh cornerbacks which is what you would do in the nfl because you're not a stupid uh college team um and he i mean four receptions for 31 yards, nothing crazy. But like if you're a super athletic tight end and you're now going to get cornerbacks on you, it's a little bit less of a mismatch. Jaguars, Texans, maybe the shock of the day was how well Houston played. Probably not as shocking was how Trevor Lawrence just kind of uh, ran around and threw the ball, but there was really no structure. Uh, Texans take him down 37, 21. I was not expecting Houston to win really even like a game this year though. No, I, I think, uh, this was a lot of, a lot of people maybe have lost some survivor pools or something in, in, in this week. Cause it just, yeah, he looked, he looked like a rookie. He looked like what we thought we were going to see. He had three interceptions in this game. 
There are already reports that Urban Meyer is going crazy down in Jacksonville and that this is not going to end well. And whatever happens, whatever happens down in Jacksonville over the next uh, year or two, I don't think he lasts beyond that. Yeah, probably not. Chargers scored 20 points against the football team. They only scored 16. L.A. looks good. L.A. looks good. I think Justin Herbert's going to have himself a real nice season. And if their defense stays healthy, they could be dominant. Definitely. We're both really high on Justin Herbert. Washington comes out without Fitzpatrick. They're going with Heineke, it looks like, for the next few weeks, and Kyle Allen or Brandon Allen, one of the Allens on the bench. Um, it's uh, the, the, the NFC East, man. Like Some of these teams look really good, and then some of those teams look really bad, and we know which exactly which ones are which. Yeah. The Seahawks opened up their season with a 28 to 16 victory over the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. I didn't see this one coming. I thought Indianapolis was going to be better than they are. Maybe I was holding on to that last I bit of hope that so. Carson Wentz could be something. Nope. At least not yet. Week one, but still no. You, you really, you think they're a better team than Seattle though in this game? I going into the game, anyway? going into the game. I thought they would. I like Indianapolis's defense. Well, then you, Seattle is not good on the road when it comes right. to betting. Right. That's fair. I, I guess I, I guess I was just more on the Russell Wilson and his like two incredible wide receivers are just better than anything else the Colts can do on offense. I, I just I overrated Mr. Unlimited. Defense. The real reason that I went Indianapolis is because they they're one of my markets. So anytime I hear semi good news on them, I think that I've got like this underdog so in one of my fantasy leagues i think i used indianapolis as my defense because i thought they were going to just dominate yeah that didn't happen at all i mean you're telling me you did not believe in limited yeah you gotta be unlimited you, you didn't believe in mr unlimited i have no idea who that is you know Russell what i'm Wilson's talking about commercials, right? yeah that's his that's his alter ego his superhero alter ego is mr everybody unlimited. has an alter ego his is mr unlimited Russell it's the Wilson? worst maybe the worst um campaign in advertising history what's it for that's the point i don't even mr. think i can tell unlimited. you it might be it yeah. might be like a data thing is that is that what it's for <laughs> i have no idea I, I don't think i don't think it was an ad advertise i think it was just him i think just it was just like, him Oh, is that just like him on like his phone, like Instagram or something? Yeah, it was just a random, random video. Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's ridiculous. He's a weird um, dude. I, I love he, Russell Wilson. Oh, me too. Me I too. love him. At I the end of the day, I do. I love everything about him because he is so like goofy. Yeah. At the end of at the end of the day, I'm a fan. But yeah, that was just weird. Weird. The, uh, the one thing I'll say about the Colts is they just don't. They just again. Everywhere Carson Wentz goes, he's got no one to throw to. Like I, <laughs> I just don't, I just don't know what we're expected to do with these bums that he's throwing to. I think they're a little bit better than bums, but I, okay. I'm not so sure. Sam Darnold got his sweet revenge on the New York Jets with a 1914 win for the Carolina yeah, Panthers. Did. That was uh, probably a, a nice cherry on the top of the off season into like early season for him his his going away present so to speak they were holding on to that minus seven and a half i know holding on i know and then and then zach wilson throws one in the end zone cincinnati cincinnati goes from having a massive lead to then blowing a massive lead to then winning a game in overtime 27 24 over the vikings this is probably the one game because there's always at least one of these on every week I couldn't tell you a damn thing about this. 
I don't know what happened in this game except for what I just said. They, um, <laughs> it, it like, was, it was a not, not so fun game to watch. Jamar <laughs> Chase looks good. I mean, he looks like he knows how to catch the ball and can see. He doesn't, now. doesn't need the white stripes anymore. He, yeah. Mixon uh, had he a looked, pretty good day. He, he did have a good day. I, uh, I would also say that started. Kirk Cousins, like he, he stinks. Like he's very bad. <laughs> like he, he is what is holding that offense back because he is not good. Uh, and they, they are going to be in a bad situation if they continue to keep paying him like this. Masala, you're going to love what I'm about to say about this team. Ugh. You don't even, you don't <laughs> have, you have zero idea what I'm about to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go you ahead. may have a take in saying that Chandler Jones is the greatest pass rusher of all time. Damn. Five <laughs> sacks on opening weekend. Cardinals 38, Titans 13. Not surprised that Arizona beat the Titans. Shocked that they beat them the way that they did shocked yeah julio was like a nobody henry was was a nobody aj brown henry and aj brown both both uh like 10 points i think on my fantasy team oh pissed yeah pissed. Zero, zero output in that arizona offense which they, i thought they were going to be what they were in this game all year last year they were that at the beginning of the season kyler murray's not going to last 17 games he's not going to be able to keep that up He'll be an MVP candidate through the first half of the season, and then he'll go dive off a cliff. Is this the end of the show already? We're all already getting to the negative the negativity. <laughs> no, like, I, I don't know what you can look at that and be like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I, I'm just in awe, and you're just diving head first into cement. <laughs> James Conner, that's your number one back. Get out of here with that. Chase, had, Chase Edmonds is okay. Mm. You got a lot of, a lot of, uh, yards on one screenplay at the end of the half i think we finally figured out who the starting quarterback of the san francisco 49ers is jimmy garoppolo started the game drove the he's team still all coming the way, to new england drove the team all the way down the field only for him to be relieved to let trey lance throw his first career touchdown pass in a 41 33 victory over the detroit Lions. this should have been a blowout somehow detroit got back into the game at the end garbage time points but uh Go take some kneecaps. Go fight some kneecaps. Well, San Francisco's defense is supposed to be awesome. You got to play 60 minutes. So I don't know if they're going to be one of these teams that kind of takes their foot off the pedal at times because they're going to need to go full throttle, I think, all game if they want to be one of the better top end, like top three teams in the league. Yeah. And the, one of their cornerbacks, um, Verrett, who all came over from the Chargers, has had like three ACL tears, tore his ACL again this week. So it's it's downhill in the in the secondary there. There's the front seven is very good uh in San Francisco and their secondary is uh not as good if you're letting Jared Goff and the corpse of Tyrell Williams and these nobodies catch passes on you. Saquon Barkley made his glorious return after tearing his ACL last year in a 27-13 loss to the Denver Broncos. Uh New York disaster. This is going to be another football season for that city where they're going to have absolutely nothing to do but complain. Daniel Jones is bad. Can we just say it? Three years, he leads the league in, in turnovers. He stinks. He is flat out not good. And Joe Judge does not help. <laughs> and we've said it time and time again, time and time and time again. Maybe the game of the day, Chiefs come back against the Cleveland Browns 33-29. to 29. Kansas City just does Kansas City things. Patrick Mahomes does what Patrick Mahomes does in the month of September. I think he's 11-0 with like 33 or 35 pass touchdowns and no interceptions in the month of September in his career. And it's, Baker's going to Baker. Well, I blame the punter more than anything. You can't drop that. Like, and Chubb had a fumble like the two couple drives before that. Like they put themselves in, in very similar yeah. fashion to 
Add it all together. Right. In similar fashion to New England, like your turnovers killed you and you in a, in a very winnable game in that scenario. You don't I'm need sorry, to give... I should say Browns are going to Brown. Fair. That, yeah. they're, <laughs> they're, they've won. They've won one week, one game since like 99, I think is the, the stat. 17 years in a row, they've gone mm-hmm. with a week one mm-hmm. loss. Who's coaching the team at that point? Lots of people. Mm. Oh, no. 17 years ago? 17 years, 17 years ago, we were celebrating our second Super Bowl championship. I don't think he's still getting what I'm trying to get. It just makes makes me feel old. Who was coaching the Cleveland Browns? Bill Belichick. Not in 99. Are you sure? I don't think he was coaching them in 99. I think he was with the Jets in 99. And 17 years ago would have been 2004. This is going to be one of those glorious moments where I'm right and a recording is there to prove it. I won't take a victory victory lap because I'm kind of tired, but I'll save it. Ah, later. shit, you're right. Uh, last time the, the Browns started with a 1-0 record was 2004 under head coach Butch Davis, who we all remember Don't very fondly for his time. Don't test me with my trivia. At least that one, because that was I had to know that yesterday. I think we're all just kind of waiting on what happens when Odell comes back. He went out before the game this week and decided that he couldn't go. And like, I'm just nervous. That he doesn't that make a difference. Make in a game. He doesn't No, He does not make a difference in a game like that for you. You're up. You've scored points. You've done your job. Now you have to finish Beckham jr. Doesn't help you finish games. No, what I'm saying, not is a closer. Op- I'm saying is the opposite is I think they are worse with Odell Beckham. Oh, like, if he comes back, do they just plummet back down to not competing with the Chiefs? Strong take. I was not expecting that one. Fuck <laughs> and, about bamboozled. And, and I kind of like Odell, and I just don't think that he fits in with what they're what they're doing. I don't know if it's, like, his personality or the fact that he demands targets, but them throwing balls to, like, Anthony Schwartz had, like, three b- pretty big catches in that game. Like, I don't, I don't know. It just seems like it messes up a lot of things. Did, uh, did you get your paycheck yet from... From me and still waiting 38 oh to three Jameis Winston, five touchdowns to tie a career high zero interceptions, right? This is the guy mm-hmm. that's known for throwing interceptions. No, this was a, as you said, before we started recording, this was a high school performance. This was like, a, I'm going to throw the ball 20 times for 150 yards. And they're all going to be for touchdowns because it's all like gold line stuff. Yeah. I think the Packers, uh, just shot themselves in the foot more more than shot themselves in the foot. I think they were just a big freaking dumpster fire of a team yesterday. Aaron Rodgers, I was ready for Jordan Love like halfway through that game. I think I think I think Green Bay is more of a false bit of goods than Jameis Winston was good. Not to discredit, but 148 yards with five touchdowns. Yeah, I mean those aren't really earned. No, that's Green Bay helping them out. Helping it is. Them out a it bit. is. It, it's a phantom five touchdowns. I'll put it to you that way. I'll, I'll give him that much credit, right? And, and Jameis doing Jameis things after uh, after the game. Uh, J- Jameis, what did you think of the uh, of your uh, of your game going there? I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my uh, my trainer he told me. What'd your trainer say to you? Said, what did he say? You don't remember? He just told us to be prepared. Uh, <laughs> wor- words of wisdom. Words what, of wisdom. What did, what did he say? My trainer said, "What, what, what was it that he said?" We've all been there. James, hundred percent. Over here, buddy. We've all been there. I'm there on a daily basis. I've definitely that was we've all been there. He's there every freaking day. I was just about to say, I've probably done it for the first 25% of the the podcast that we've done. 
his workout his workout video have got to be a joke right him like twisting around his body that's got to be a joke right sometimes i think they're like wasn't he having somebody like beat him with a stick over like his quadricep or something he's got like all different types of crap going on in those in those videos i I, it's got to be a joke i can't take it seriously I mean, if it his trainer's dealing out words of wisdom, like be prepared. I, like, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what he can do for him, like off the field. Tough to, yeah, tough to top that. <laughs> Just like my coach always said, be prepared. What, what, what's that he said to me? Uh, I think he told me he to W. Oh, that's where that's from. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We waited all day for Sunday night, and the Rams blew out the Chicago Bears, thirty-four to fourteen. This offense is going to be something special if it can stay healthy. Yeah, that's, that's was, my take it, on the Rams. It was Matt Stafford uh, finally in a situation where he's not bogged down by everything that makes the Lions who they are. Like he <laughs> he 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 was he, he was translation out there. not on a shit ass team. Right. So here's here's the question that I'm going to propose to you because I know you you're the world's biggest Calvin Johnson fan. Biggest number one on record as saying Calvin Johnson's the what the greatest wide receiver to ever play football. No. No, could have been, didn't play long enough because he was in Detroit and someone, there was a take that I saw on Twitter after like a sports center or something tweeted out Stafford's numbers and saying like, Oh, they finally got an offense. And some, someone was like, he played seven years with Calvin Johnson. How could you say he didn't have talent in Detroit? So what was it about the rest of that offense or the rest of that team that kept them from having any success? Well, I think uh, one uh, dealing with Calvin Johnson's injuries uh, most of the time. I mean, he had like a foot injury for like the last four years of his career, and Stafford uh, would get injured as well. Yeah, Staff- Stafford. I mean, played through it. Don't don't get me wrong. Uh, Stafford's one of the toughest guys in the league, and that's why I'm happy. Like, I'm very happy to see him in this situation uh, succeeding because I think he deserves it more than some of the other quarterbacks, like uh, the guy he was traded for. Um, <laughs> but no, I just I don't know. Like, I think. There were a lot of seasons where they didn't capitalize, and and some of that was on Stafford, some of that was on Calvin Johnson, and a lot of it was on their terrible coaches that they've had throughout the years and the rest of the offenses. Like when you're going into the seasons and your best players are like Javid Best behind Calvin Johnson, like I I don't I don't know like uh, uh, you're. Christian Fourier's nephew was catching biggest touchdowns of the season. Brandon Pettigrew is your number one option, like. It's I, I can't I can't blame Stafford or or uh, Calvin Johnson for what happened. We, we we they've ruined careers. They just end Hall of Fame careers early. They've done it twice now with yeah. the two probably potentially the two best players at their position. There maybe in the history of football. I've heard many times an argument for Emmett Smith or uh, for Barry Sanders being the greatest running back of all time. And he wasn't able to achieve it because he was a Detroit Lion and he retired early. I, other than you, I haven't heard anybody else say Calvin Johnson's the greatest wide receiver of all time. I, I just, just the best. Triple teamed every week, and he was just still dominating. I mean, you know, it's week one. All right, I mean, it's week one. We got some bite. We got some kneecaps to still bite off, right? Right, Dan. Right, Dan. <laughs> this job bad. You want? He wanted this job bad. We couldn't really hear that. That, that sucks. <laughs> Come on, Dan. Speak up a little bit there. Can't, yeah, DC, huh? Dan Campbell. Coach, I was I was actually thinking Coach yesterday, Roy. watching uh, a post game presser for Robert Sala, listening to his audio, and thinking to myself, like, okay, here's a guy who didn't win, but 
I can listen to and be like, all right, I can fall in line with him and, and trust him that his decisions are actually going to work out in the end. They might not have worked today, but they'll work out in the end. What does Dan Campbell do as a head coach? Does he watch film? Do you think he watches film? Do you? I, I could see him uh, grinding out some, some like 1970s uh, best hits compilations but i don't i don't i don't know if he's watching week to week uh practices and games are you talking about like classic rock music videos or something because yeah. I, I just like classic hits yeah i just the, the guy doesn't strike me as the type of person who even knows how to pick up a pencil yeah <laughs> go go from one head coach who never who always has one behind his ear to to one who doesn't use one <laughs> you literally go from a rocket scientist to i lift things up and put them down <laughs> <laughs> to a guy who lifts rocks yeah Maybe that's why uh, my Ford car didn't really last as long as it should have. The Ford family just doesn't they, really have. They've ruined everything. Best judgment. I, I, in the other part of the game that we were talking about 10 minutes ago before we, before we went down a, a tangent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, before we switched teams and went back to Matthew <laughs> Stafford to Detroit. Yeah. Uh, Andy Dalton didn't look all that bad. The Red Rifle. He's going to have success, but he's not going to. He's 10 and seven. He's a 10 and seven, nine and eight quarterback. That's what he is. It's what he was. It's what he's going to be. I think that's it's just such a far reach from what we saw last year, where he had a really talented group of wide receivers down in Dallas, and he was terrible. I mean, I, I think that was a lot of internal stuff. You know, you could say that Mike McCarthy wasn't able to really get the team all on board. Are you going to rely on Andy Dalton to do that? Because now you've got Prescott. Like mm -hmm. Prescott is a leader. I don't know if Andy Dalton's a leader. And McCarthy certainly isn't a leader. So that might have been the reason why. Uh, and then up in Chicago, you have Matt Nagy. He's, I mean, not that different than McCarthy. He's really just one of these offensive coordinators, but I think you might have a little bit more stability in Chicago than you do in Dallas. So you can kind of get away with having that type of personality at your quarterback and that type of head coach as your head coach. But what's right. their ceiling? I mean, everybody's tied for, is everybody tied for first place in the NFC North or last place? How does that work? Uh, I, I just don't should be last, but right? first, I think so. I don't get what you see in Andy Dalton and what you don't see in Justin Fields. Justin Fields had a pretty good preseason, I would say. Yeah, I, 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 probably Matt just, just a, a promise guy. He keeps his promises. He told Andy Dalton he could have the starting job. He did it. Uh, there I think was one point. The, there was one point in the game. I think the like the second drive. They were doing similar things to what um, what San Francisco was doing, where Fields was coming in from time to time. Uh, but there was one point where he came in. Actually, hold on, real quick. Don't forget what you were going to say. Quick shout out to Jacoby Brissett for coming in for a quarterback sneak because their starting quarterback is like under six feet. Does that not? But here's the thing. Does that not tell you how much they still don't believe in Tua? Because Tua did not have that great of a day yesterday. I don't want to go too far off because I want you to stay that, say that. But I, quick shout out. Jacoby Brissett. Good job out there. Being yeah, tall. Definitely. Um, no, there was like one point where the second the second drive, I think he came out for one of the first or second plays. And I was like, Oh, he really meant he's going to start the first game and then yeah. immediately come out. And it was really cool. All five quarterbacks drafted in the first round, I think all scored touchdowns this week. 
Uh, yeah, Lawrence led with like three touchdowns. No. Yeah. Yeah. So Lawrence, yeah, threw for touchdowns. Wilson threw for touchdowns. He's going to get ruined. Lance threw for touchdowns. Fields ran for a touchdown. Jones threw Jones for a touchdown. Threw. Yep. That's pretty, that's impressive. That's pretty crazy. That Especially pretty when, cool. when none of them, Trevor. not all of them were going to start. Like, that's Don't you almost hope that happens, though? What? That Trevor Lawrence is ruined for four years. It's going, yeah. And then becomes a free agent. And he's and like, I'm to not. And and Belichick's somehow still alive you and saves them. You get six years of Mac Jones. <laughs> I think that would be perfect. You get Mac Jones until he's 30, and then you're like, see ya. Come on, Trevor. Let's go. What? Why? What? Why would you do that? Higher ceiling. What? Higher ceiling. Oh, God. You want to talk about Drew Bledsoe? Trevor Lawrence is Drew Bledsoe. Hold hold on. Hold on. Hold on. If you're having six good, successful years of Mac Jones, we're not talking about play. Like, we're not talking about what he's done. Why would you go with someone who has been in a crap ass system who has probably not played very well, who's probably hurt for all we know? I mean, that kid is going to get killed at one, at one point in his career in Jacksonville. Why the hell would you switch over to Mac? Or switch over to uh to uh to Lawrence to Lawrence higher ceiling. No, I'm a, I'm a Lawrence guy. I'm a Trevor guy. Stop it. I've been team tank for Trevor. Never, never, since tr- never trust it. Never trust a guy who gets married before his NFL career starts. That's how you lose your money. How about a guy who proposes after his team goes 0-2 because you lose to Jacksonville State as at home? Did you guys see this or no? I don't think I saw this. Oh, so, the kid from uh, Florida FSU? State. Yeah. yeah. He proposed to his <laughs> girlfriend after getting the shit kicked out of him by something called Jacksonville State. Hey, now, we, we lost, but it's not going to be a win if you say yes to me. <laughs> young love. The only ring a, that kid's ever going to get. Oh, the gir- technically, the and he girl. gave it away. Yeah. He yeah. had it. He, he, had to buy, he had to buy that. I mean, if, all, if anything, she's, she's trusting that that kid's going to get drafted. And, you know, at the end of his college career, it doesn't get drafted. Yeah, he might work on like a see, farm though. See ya, honey. I'm done with you. He's probably got good, good, good farm build. He could move bales. More give, ex- give me the kid who practices with his girlfriend. Oh yeah, because that te- that tells me Mac Jones's girlfriend means business. All these other, all these other trophy wives. You think Kennedy Stedham is out there running routes in, in the backyard too with the dog? <laughs> no, silly. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, 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 we need to we need to uh, check in on Jarrett. I hope is he okay? We we all right. Here's what we're gonna do. Somebody figure out an effigy for when he's officially gone. We'll have plenty of time because he's clearly gonna be sticking around for at least one more year to do who knows what. But we should definitely have some type of memorial for his uh, his departure once he's no longer with us. Talk about negative. Oh, that's that's fine. I've I, I've been on the uh, cut Jarrett Stidham train for a very very long time. Very long time. I think he could be the backup by the time if he get, if he's healthy and I think he's going to get rid of Hoyer. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, Ken, Kennedy. Oh, I'd rather have Hoyer. In terms of teaching Mac, I'd rather have Hoyer and then keep other some other schmuck around. Get rid of Jarrett. Waste, 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 waste of a spot. What? So what if you can put kind of like they did with with Nick Folk this this past week? What oh, if let's you talk can about move, that after this point. What if you can move Hoyer down to the practice squad? He's he's. No one's really going out there and claiming Brian Hoyer. At least I don't think so. Um, see, I don't know. Keep, see, I don't know. Keep Jared Sidham around, and I feel more comfortable at this point right now. Even though I've never seen Sidham be successful in games, I've seen Brian Hoyer not be successful in games from a Brian Hoyer guy. Yeah, I just I don't know. I draft some other kid in the fourth round to do it. Draft someone new, fresh. 
after this year. I just, I like, I don't know. I, just, I don't see anything really in Jared Stidham anymore. Oh, I'm all in on if if you need back a backup quarterback and you don't feel confident in them, like I'm drafting a quarterback every year. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's the that's the smart move. Like you 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 take a fourth fifth round guy, maybe you catch a break on one of them, maybe you catch a really solid backup. That's that's all you really need. Kennedy is now the breadwinner in the uh, <laughs> in that relationship, and I have no freaking clue what she even does. She's an influencer. Uh, she's, yeah, she's a she professional like, influencer. That is what her job title do you is. Think, you know, him and him and Henry were real tight in the offseason going on double deets and everything. You think they're still doing that? He's like close with uh, Andrews, too. Like that's I genuinely think that they keep Stidham around because they like him. But that's the thing. Or that's that like whole, the family. That's that like something. whole group. Like, what do you do when the season starts and this happens? There's definitely some Illuminati bullshit going on with them because her dad's <laughs> like the owner of the the Philadelphia 76ers and like, like New Jersey Devils or something like that. I think Houston Astros. No, got... no. So he no? left that job and now he's uh, doing a job right. for two different teams. But seriously, like, oh, hey, are we still going out? Uh, are we still going out tonight? Like, oh, we were actually going to take Mac and his <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> oh. You, uh, But we'll catch up maybe on a Zoom call. Hey, coffee. Grab coffee. Okay, okay guys. Well, I'll be here. Oh, we're actually taking Brian to Brian and his wife. Can you, but are you guys available to watch the kids? <laughs> Ryan's actually in town. Who? He, we had a thing with him back in 2011. It's don't worry. We'll take care of it. <laughs> First round arm talent. All right, let's move on to week two. What better way to move on to week two than by predicting exactly what's going to happen in, what are we going to do? Blowing money? Four games? And I, it's not blowing money. It's investing. Sometimes your ROI is going to be a negative percentage. Hopefully, by the time you decide to pull the plug, it'll be in, in the black, right? Is that in the black, in the red? Some type of economic term? Assets, liabilities. Uh, balance sheets. Money, money, money. Buy, buy, sell, sell, trade, trade. Just like trading places. Sell, sell, sell. You haven't seen that movie? No. Masala? That one's not on my list. I'm a man out of my time. Thank you, Masala. <laughs> I'm a man out of my time. I was talking to McMichael about that the other day. What? Man oh, I'm old school, man. I, I oh. ser- seriously, I think I'm like, I, I sometimes I really think like I'm Captain America, was frozen in ice. And nobody born, in wants the wrong, to, born in the wrong decade. Nobody, nobody wants to tell me. You're a 70s kid. Nobody wants to tell me. I bought a TV the other day. Right. Well, I didn't buy a TV. My dad bought a TV. I was, good. I was just about to say, all right, can, that's can I, not that old. Can we, can we have a quick story time? Quick story time. So our, t- our living room TV crapped out when, like on Saturday, of course, we got to get this figured out. NFL Sunday, we got to get this figured out. I'm trying to do this before I have to go back for a URI game. So uh, now like all the TV, like I'm tech savvy, but like I bitch like an old person when it comes to it. So uh, we went to BJ's, you know, like, oh, here's a Philips Roku TV. That's fine. It took so freaking long to freaking. It took longer to set up a Roku account when I'm not even going to use use Roku than to hook up the goddamn thing. You can't you can't just buy a TV anymore. That's yeah. that's the fifty year old in me. You can't just buy a TV. Yeah, you can't just plug it in and start using it. You have to log in and have a password and create an account and do the swipe this and the email that. Seriously though, like it kind of sucks. You can't just buy a TV anymore. You got to like make an look just, just yeah. I got a fire stick. I'm not using Roku. I have noticed. I have noticed this. People who are non-Apple people get very frustrated with technology. 
Like if you just had see, like see, I'm an Apple person, but, but I'm not like everything on the cloud. And if you had gone like Apple TV instead of a, like a Roku TV, yeah, it would be more. I think easier because everything's already in one account. Okay, all right, I get it. But a lot of people don't want to do that because they don't trust the fruit. I'm fine with that though. I'm fine with being a man out of my time. It's it's it has its perks. It's nostalgic. Yeah, it it's, has its perks. Yeah. The best part is when you get to be old and you start living like a kid again. Like when you're in your 70s or 80s and you're acting like a 20-year-old going to the bar and can you imagine people can you imagine people our age when they hit that age? Like when they're when we're all 70. I I, I well, what year is that gonna be? This it's I don't know, and I don't really I'm not excited for the 60s, it. 60s, 2060s. Like I'm fine with growing old and everything, but I uh, just I don't know. For our generation, I'm concerned. Are we ready to lose money? Yeah. Masala, any final thoughts on aging? <laughs> uh, I, I kind of want an Andrew uh, Boomer uh, complaint of the week. I kind of want that as a segment. Oh, week. I do like as that idea. <laughs> it, it would kind of be like the Peter Griffin, here's what's grinding my gears. Yeah. Like Murray's musings. Well, well, Boomer comment of the week, you can't freaking buy a TV anymore and just hook it up. All I want to <laughs> do is hook up the cable box, hook up the fire stick, and get rolling. I love this. I, this, is a, this is a great segment. I want this every week. We'll oh, have to work on it. We'll real quick, actually, I, I did take a look the other day. I3 Broadband it is available for uh, creating accounts. You just have to scroll very far down. Oh, yeah. I had to do the same for, uh, for um, uh, what the hell is it called? For Roku. I was like, oh, yeah, I3 Broadband, blah, 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 blah. Oh. Um, tell you what, though, when I get an apartment, I'm not having I3 Broadband. Absolutely not. I think they suck. How I had to convince the guy. I had to convince the guy. Like, the problem with our old TV is you couldn't get a picture on HDMI two for the cable box, and you could get a pic. You could get a picture on the Fire Stick. You could see what was going on, but you couldn't hear it. And the guy's like, "Oh, we're gonna have to send a tech out. Check the splitter. You know, uh, with the cables down in the basement. Check this new DVR." And I'm like, "This doesn't add up. You can't hear anything, but you get a picture on one port." for hdmi and then you can't get a picture or anything at all it's the tv my guy oh no we gotta send a tech click mm. dad let's go it's a new tv i'll help you pay for it if we have to when he was my father he gets easily easily stressed out with these things i think secretly he was a little happy to buy a new tv tomorrow or today everybody yesterday. i think everybody always is secretly happy to buy a it's new like TV. we have to buy a new tv damn mm-hmm. what's that a 50 inch phillips mm-hmm. that was nice watching on the game too Unboxing TVs and setting them up. I think that first experience when you turn them on. I think if nice this were to happen, feeling. if this were to happen outside of the football season, would have been a lot more stressful. But like this was Pats are on tomorrow. We're in DefCon Five, ladies gotta, and gentlemen. Gotta make it. We gotta figure this out. We gotta figure this shit out. Week two picks. Let's go. Yeah, you like that, don't you? Don't don't get more generic than that. Man's literally like turning knobs too, like yeah. changing we're the, com- we're the coming volume, all, like the treble and the bass and things are we're coming like changing. All hot. That might sound a little ugly. In retrospect, we probably should have, though you're right, found a song that was losing money, not necessarily winning money or being about money. But what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean?
should have done Rick James and Money Talks. Did that the other day. Why is Seven Rings by Ariana Grande on here? I don't even know. What that there, I haven't listened to that game enough. Your music is all over the place. Oh, yeah. I told you. Like when I say and I don't that mean people, that in a bad way. No, 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 no. When I say to people, I listen to almost everything and I just like it's on shuffle and I just skip songs. If I hear a song and I like it, I download it. No, that's what I do. So that's what I do. I hear a lot of different music. I've got a lot of different music and it's very random when you go through it. See, I know McMichael suggested Money by Pink Floyd, but it's like for I feel like for this, we just got to It's a good. It's a great song. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like for radio, you just got to get right into it. We need like a boom. Yeah. Maybe that will. Maybe that wasn't it. I don't know. But it'll change every week until we find something. I like it. Week two picks. Yeah, week two picks. Let's go. Masala, would you have a selection for us on our parlay? Oh, yeah. If I'm going first, uh, I know we saw some disappointment uh, from the Bills in this first week, but I, I think they're going to come back strong, and I think they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna show out. Uh, Bills minus three and a half over Miami. Uh, it's minus 108. Uh, I just I don't think they were as bad as they showed in that first game. And to only have a three and a half spread, I, I, I like that number. Are they in Miami? Uh, I let me double check. I believe so. Because we're we were talking about like a three and a half point spread. That's pretty much saying it's a pick 'em game, right? Don't they usually right. do that? Like home team yeah, gets three, three points. points. Yeah, yeah, it's at Miami. So Buffalo, I think, is uh looking at that game as a little bit of an underdog. I think they could spin that around. So that's definitely an easy, easy spread that they can cover. Definitely. And should and should cover. Definitely should cover. Me and Oh, it's my turn. Week two parlay. Savvy. Uh, I, after seeing what the uh, New York Giants produced over this weekend with uh, against the uh, Denver Broncos, I like the Washington football team at a minus three and a half. I believe it is in Washington. Yep. It is in Washington. I like Tyler Henneke under center. I think the kid can play. I think he's certainly better than Daniel Jones in Washington with a pretty good defense in the league. They got, they got me seven points on on Sunday, not terrible, not terrible. Three away from ten, if you do the math. <laughs> but uh, I, I like the I like the spread. I think they could probably win more uh, by more than three and a half. So plug it uh, right me in for Washington minus three. I like that pick. I like that pick, especially on a short week. I think I feel like it's, be able it to... feels safe. It's a very it's a small spread, obviously, but I feel like it's safe. Well, it's. I think them being at home, it being a short week, them probably going with Heineke over whoever else they would want to bring in will probably be an advantage over New York, which is an organization and a team that is still absolutely spiraling. I doubt you're going to go from giving Barkley 10 carries in his return on, on Sunday to all of a sudden five days later or four days later, letting him you know touch the ball 30 times. So right. their offense is still probably going to be very one-dimensional. Washington's defense is insane. I think that's a really easy spread for them to, to cover. Wow. 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 I like these picks so far, boys. I think we're doing a good job. I think we're doing a good job. Sunday at 425, Dallas Cowboys are going to be at SoFi Stadium to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers. I'm high on the Chargers. I like the Chargers, but after the way Dallas played against Tampa Bay, them being a two and a half point underdog, I think I got to take it. I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but I think they're certainly going to keep it close. And if I had to pick them, I'd go Dallas. 
but I'll take Dallas plus two and a half against the Chargers. I, I get nervous. On my list as well. I, I get so nervous though with these underdog picks. Like I just I look at the plus and I think positivity. Maybe that's what it is. It's you, you said it exactly. Like Dallas looked very good in that first game. Like and, and as good as the the Chargers look, I just feel a little bit more confident in uh, in the Cowboys' offense led by Dak. Yeah, that's uh, what is it? It's a what's the point spread? Two and a half. Yeah, that's like that's kind of small. It's tight for that. For that, uh, I guess I could see it though. Like, it's, I mean, it's basically it's not basically a pick 'em, but yeah, it's it's tight. Yeah, it's a tight spread. Toy, tight, tight, tight spread. like a toy. But that yeah. also makes it easy to go with the Chargers. If we're being honest, because then you could say they Justin could win Herbert, the quarterback I should have started. Thanks, Josh Allen. Josh Allen of old. We got to make a fourth pick, guys. How are we going to do this? We're going to go consensus, a little democracy right here. Whatever it takes to show me the money. Come on. Somebody's got to know that. Somebody's got to know that. Isn't that like yeah. Jerry Maguire or something? It is. I've never yeah. seen it, though. That's a movie you got to see. I'm not a big Tom Masala? Cruise guy. Masala? I've seen it. I've seen it. It's, it's, it's all right. I, I, now I'm, dec- I'm realizing it's a good I'm, not movie. A, I'm not a big Tom Cruise guy. I've seen War of the Worlds. And Tropic Thunder, and I think that's it. No, oh, he wasn't Tropic Thunder. You're okay, yeah. Tom Cruise is like, you know, Scientology, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess he was in that one episode of South Park, too, that I've seen. Tiny Tom Cruise on Family Guy, <laughs> Top Gun, Maybe, though. come on, Top Gun guys. I, I'm not a big Tom Cruise guy either. I've never really seen any. You don't any have to be a big Tom Cruise guy, but he still makes good movies. Ooh, forgot to let you know that I watched number two in the Matrix trilogy. And? About the same as number one, I would say. I would say. I, but I'm, I'm, I'm very, very much realizing that the reason I don't enjoy them as much as I should is because I was introduced to them as a joke like parodies and like scary movie and stuff oh like i see i thought you meant us i was like how do we introduce oh, to you no, guys no, as a no, joke no 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 no, no. <laughs> masala have you seen the matrix uh yeah when they like right when they came out yeah uh, well, i haven't seen them since then assessment I, when they it, came out they were weird when i was like seven well that's the thing in <laughs> Histor- historically in film though was, they were revolutionary right but in 1999 when that stuff was revolutionary i was five years old I'm right. not going to appreciate it for what it is at five years old. What do you have an idea when you first watched it? Oh, the Matrix. Late middle school, early high school. So that was probably 2013, 14. Yeah, even then still, I would still, still say, way obviously. Yeah, we all knew everybody that. knows that, but, but like no, you still appreciate say. the fact that at the time it was a historic, you know, it was revolutionary. Matrix Revolutions. Yeah. Well, that's the next. Well, they're one. coming. They're coming back out, and and uh, Keanu Reeves is still sporting that John Wick look. I'm convinced that any movie contract that he sits down and signs, any other Keanu, any other things we want to sign up, John Wick look. Yeah, John Wick look. Okay. All right. Keep, you well, keep you, the John Wick look. You know why he gets to uh, keep the John Wick look in the Matrix, though, right? Oh, because there's like a theory that it's John Wick was Neo and some other. Whatever. Oh, they're, no. they're linked. I'm not I'm not going that fan conspiracy theory. Never He's mind. Jesus, isn't he? Isn't Neo supposed to be Jesus? Isn't that like the perfect picture for him coming back, being resurrected and looking like Jesus? However, a Keanu Reeves movie you guys should watch is The Replacements. 
Yeah, I that probably is, should watch that. That is a good movie. I pro- add it to the list, Mara Movie Minute. When are we going to see another? You keep adding stuff to the list and we're not seeing them. I got to figure out production stuff. I, I got to find a producer. Or you should just sit down and watch it. Just sit down and watch a movie, man. I just, I, I genuinely don't think I've watched so many movies because I don't have the time. That's true. Yeah. But Hard all working. I do have is time to sit down and have stuff on an adult a, on a screen. You got an adult. I just don't pay attention to it. I don't have the attention span. We need one more pick, though. We do. We do. We I'm do. looking at this Patriots Jets game. I see a spread of five points for New England. I mean, mm. do we go hometown team? Mm. I'm scared of that game. I don't want to touch. Just, I don't want to touch the Patriots just yet. Okay. I so I have two that I'm looking at, and you guys can let me know how you feel on them. Um, not overly thrilled with either of them, but I, I I'm intrigued. Uh, Rams minus four and a half over Indy. Uh, we know Mara loves himself some Colts. Um, but not nope, not anymore. I'm out on the Colts. Took one week. He's off the bandwagon. I'm not a fool like you. I learned yeah, my I lesson quickly. Say, I was gonna say that. Um, and then I have Cardinals minus four and a half over Minnesota. Minnesota just lost to the Bengals, and the Cardinals should be uh, a lot better team than Cincinnati. I like that one. I'm also looking at Chicago minus two and a half against the uh, the Bengals, which I have no idea how they're making it that close of a game. I don't think Cincinnati should get nearly as much credit for their comeback attempt as they are. This effing fruit fly. <laughs> What's an effing fruit fly? You don't know. What, well, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. what are we thinking then? I w- I'm, I like the Rams. I like the Rams. I like that spread. You like the Rams? Are you stating that you like the Rams or do you actually like the Rams? I caught the fly, by the way. I like the Rams. Right. I like the offense. I would I be on board the Colts, with the Rams. Colts defense is probably a little overrated. Um, I thought Indianapolis was going to really compete for, well, shit. We're on the verge of everybody in the NFC South or the AFC South being 0-1 as well. Oh, no. I Houston can't won. believe that Green Bay is a minus 10.5 versus Detroit. I think that those are two garbage teams as of right now that could just go neck and neck and score garbage points on each other. <laughs> My vote is Rams over the Colts. Yeah, Consensus. Cool I'll ride with the Rams. I'll go two and all on the Rams in these two weeks. All right. So recap. Here's what we've got. Cowboys over the Chargers. Plus, oh, this effing fly. Plus two and a half. It, I'm getting all self-conscious too because it keeps like flying near my mouth. And it's making me wonder if it's like smelling something that my mouth is producing. That it's, well, You guys are like a foot away from each other. I think. I think uh, me and would, would smell something. Maybe. Or that he would smell something and at least let you know, maybe. I would hope. <laughs> Never turn down a piece of gum. True. If offered. Mm-hmm. Always take it. Yeah, hope that it's wrapped in something. You could always just keep it for later. Never turn it down, though. Never Agreed. turn down a piece of gum. Rule to live by. <laughs> The Rams over the Colts minus four and a half. The Bills minus three and a half over the Dolphins. And then the Washington football team minus three and a half over the Giants. Those are the picks. Lock them in. 10 units. Make it happen. 10 credits. 10. Credits will do fine. No, they won't. (laughs) 
credits will do fine. Think you're some kind of Jedi? You can wave your mind tricks. I'm a Targaryen. They don't work on me. Only money. <laughs> it's like the guy. Uh, I don't know if you guys have played GTA. I have. Uh, maybe it's not like the uh, Russian car dealership guy in GTA Five. A little bit. A little bit. I think. Uh, I think Watto is supposed to be uh, an Israelite, though. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what they were going for. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Masali, you'll get there. Yeah, someday. And you'll uh, oh, it. he just started watching Star Wars. I forgot. He just yep. started appreciating Star Wars. All right. We have we haven't You'll be very disappointed when you get to the uh, sequels. We haven't don't, don't tell him that. That's what he's actually no, looking I don't care. forward Help, to. I'm sa- yeah. I'm saving him. I'm saving him from just just watch he's one through six. Just watch just watch one through six. Maybe no, seven. See, stop at eight. See, I watched Empire Strikes Back this weekend. Okay. And everybody says it's like the their their favorite. I didn't like it as much as I liked the first one because you already knew what was going to happen. Right, right. I could I could definitely see it being a better movie if I didn't know the uh, literally. Every, I feel like I've seen all these movies before because I watch them and I'm like, oh yeah, I know that part because it's, it's such so culturally relevant. Or it's been I like know everything. A part of a parody, kind of like me and the Matrix. Right. It's, it becomes difficult to appreciate something once you've experienced it through parody first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're always going to look at it as a joke. It's too bad. Well, I think that's probably going to do it for episode 56 of Moving the Goalposts, a Pateri Nokalainen 56. Wow. That's a good one. I've been thinking, uh, I thought about it going, coming up. A Joe Kelly 56. I, now I'm starting to think we did 56 already. No, I think we just talked about it after last week's episode. Yes, and Andre Tippett 56. Andre Tippett 56. Andre His Tippett son Kobe 56. Tippett plays for URI. Had a, had a uh, Jesus, 50-yard punt, uh, punt return for a touchdown Dang. against Brian. Uh, not against Brian, against Al- Albany the other day. Sign him up. A, uh, a 56. Is he 56? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> hmm. There's got to be more, the, more Bruins. Yeah, I remember this is the exact conversation we had after last week's episode ended when we were looking at 56. Right. 56 is a is was such a good number in like the 80s that all these Hall of Famers wore it, and then nobody got to wear it ever again. So it's it's not a good number anymore. Wait, really? That was what we were talking about when we were talking about Andre Tippett and Lawrence Taylor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they got right. retired. So we don't know any of the like no, 56 is retired for New England. 56 is not retired for New England. I find that to be the most bizarre thing in the world that 57 is, but 56 is not. Right. And 56 is actually in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Right. Is is it is it not retired and just hasn't been given out? Like it's not technically retired? Be retired i don't know I mean, of all the numbers that are retired 56 should be and 73 can we can we confirm that hold on yeah if you go to pro football reference you can look up every single patriot who's ever worn number 53 i don't know exactly how to get to that part of the website but i know it's a possibility <laughs> yeah it is not uh, retired 57 is retired for which is so bizarre it, it makes no sense i i just don't think anybody else i don't think anybody else has worn it right since he left unless there was somebody in the 90s that i'm forgetting because uh i wasn't alive 
56 is that number that you give to the prospect coming up to play one game from Providence in the NHL. Like that's the perfect number. Mm-hmm. That's why I remember Pateri Nokalainen wearing that because he played like 20 games one season with them. All right. So yeah, the guys coming up from from Pawtucket and uh, Xander Bogart's wearing 72 and right. stuff like that. Number 20 Gino Capaletti, 40 yeah. Mike Haynes. This site is really 57 Steve Nelson. Uh, 73, John Hanna, 78, Bruce Armstrong, 79, Jim Lee Hunt, 89, Bob D. Is that it? This yeah, site is so. like giving me 6,000 pop-ups. Where, they like, have too I, many retired numbers. There's a take for you. I like many. that take. I think that's a fair take. Some would... should be, some shouldn't be, but 56 isn't. The one who's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame isn't. Mm-hmm. They I just started so. giving out retired numbers. They they had no success, and they were like, "Here's, here's a uh, four retired numbers." I'm, sta- I'm actually starting to look at what like the Cowboys do, where they give their top receiver number eighty eight, and I'm thinking, like, do that with fifty four. So they're doing it with twenty four. Kind of. Are you talking about me like Kyle Arrington wore twenty four for a couple of seasons? <laughs> Kyle Arrington was decent. Adrian Wilson wore twenty four for. A preseason the, like the Jonathan Will Height was wearing 24, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. You retired 24? No. Tyler. They should have no. if they if they if they they should have done it already, but they won't. Retiring 24 would be like retiring 93. Once 93 gets into the, the hall. Mm. Gold jacket. All right. For Lawrence Guy, of course. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, so in episode fifty episode fifty-six, do we have it? Was there did we confirm if anybody has worn fifty-six since? Oh, since I that, that I that I have not confirmed. I thought um, that's what you were looking up. No, I was looking up retire the retired numbers for the Patriots. Oh, I thought over you were over up. Tippett, who has been like I mean, um John Hanna, yes. I would I would say so in my opinion. He's the only um one. No, I would I would put in I would put in um oh Jesus Christ. No one has worn it since Hall of Fame linebacker Andre Tippett retired in ninety-three. Okay. Cause people were questioning for some reason on Sports Illustrated. I don't know why this was a question that Devon Godchow was gonna was gonna take it, but um I see yeah, this now. That, nope. that wasn't a thing. Steve nope. Nelson? No, you wouldn't. Is that one? I Sorry, I don't know. I, might, I, might, I don't know who Steve Nelson is. I, I might be, be getting things mixed you, up. This is going to sound very spoiled and millennial 21st century Patriots fan. But if I'm being completely honest with you guys, I couldn't really tell you if I've ever seen footage of John Hanna. Like raw footage. You just got to go and to look it able, up. To be able to tell you like, yes, he was good. Well, let's be honest. There are Patriots fans who don't even talk about this. I agree. Give give us credit for that. At least we know who he is. Yeah, Andre Tippett not not retired. I don't get that one. That I don't understand. It's like a, it's like an unretired retired number. If you're yeah. like it should say if you're in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, that should just be a, a, a like a given. Oh, the Red Sox do that with everybody. Like every like so many numbers are unofficially it, retired. It, it, at least over people who aren't. At least over people who aren't. There's the fruit right. fly. And, you know, actually, as we're speaking about former Patriots, lost a couple in the last week, last two weeks. Oh, yeah, we did. David, David Patton and, um, oh, my Lord in heaven, uh, Sam Bam Cunningham. Mm-hmm. I David just found Matt. out this week that Sam Cunningham was related to Randall Cunningham and the brothers. 
brother. I had no not idea even, that like, was not even like wait, cousins. Really? Not even cousins. Brothers. Like my dad asked me that family. the other day, and I was like, I don't think so. Yeah, it's in the Wikipedia. I didn't even page. go and look it up. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham. Another good. Uh, another good. Um, uh, football life. I, I will not be getting into the adult film industry, but if I ever did, <laughs> that's my name. Yep. Randall Cunningham. <laughs> I did. I did slip up a little bit. Cunning, cun, 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 cunning. Randall Cunningham. Cunning. <laughs> Stop. Randall Cunningham. Randall, come in hand. That's right. disgusting. <laughs> you are insulting a. That's my Andre Nosdick. That's my Dr. Andre Nosdick. I love it. Randall, come in hand. Gross. Perv. All right, that's going to do it for an episode. Nick, episode Nick Amara, head in gutter. That's it. Episode 56 of Moving the Goalposts. Uh, gentlemen, is there anything that fuck, is there anything that we haven't talked about in this episode? Do you have a final blow, Masala? Uh, Red Sox are in a wild card race. That, oh, yeah. you know, they're, they're playing the Mariners this week, and, and that kind of matters for some reason. Unfortunately, it does. Meaningful baseball games in September, though, I can't complain. Right. You know, it'll give us something to watch during the week, something to distract us from just football. Bobby Dahlbeck home runs are the equivalent to Nick Ritchie regular season goals. I like that. I like that take. I like it. Speaking of Nick Ritchie, the Boston Bruins, they started captain's practice today. So hockey season is right around the corner. I think we're going to have to figure out a way to get hockey talk in. Yeah, we'll figure everything out. We'll move the goalposts when needed. Of course. It'll be all good. It'll be all good. Well, Mr. Masala, how can the listeners reach you throughout the week? I'm on Twitter at Mike underscore Masala or on Instagram at Mike Masala NFL. Producer extraordinaire, Andrew Meehan, what about you? Meehan A underscore 83 on Twitter. And you can catch me at NickMara94. Masala, till next time. Later, brother. Peace. How about them dolphins? So we sip a little something, leave the rest to spill. Me and Charlie at the bar running up a hot Go, go pass, by the way. Every time the ladies pass, they be like, y'all feel me? All ages and races, real sweet faces, every different nation, Spanish, Haitian, Indian, Jamaican, black, white, Cuban, or Asian. I only came for two days of playing, but every time I come, I always wind up staying. This the type of town I could spend a few days in Miami, the city that keeps the roof blazing. Party in the city where the heat is on all night on the beach to the break of dawn. Welcome to my home. Bienvenido.